Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It's the 229th episode of Be With Me. And we're talking about uh, a section of scripture, a whole chapter, that's John chapter 9, where Jesus heals a blind man. And it's it's really a massive piece of scripture. And I've been thinking about why is this so long in scripture? And here's the reason, or here's a reason. I said yesterday, God wants us to know about it. That's true. But this, what happens in this story has never happened in the history of mankind um, and never happened since in the history of mankind. So it's such a unique thing. We should probably pay attention to it. I think one of the things that the blind man does is he actually pays the appropriate amount of attention to it, and that's the good thing about him. So the story starts with a blind guy sitting on the side of the road, hearing what Jesus says, basically prophesying about him that the works of God might be displayed in him. He he hears Jesus' urgency that he's not going to be around forever, that he's on a rescue mission, and it's a timely thing. And then he hears him say that he's the light of the world and that he has the power to do this. And then he gets to decide whether to go wash in the pool of Siloam and uh, so he really gets to consider who this Jesus is before he obeys and goes and and uh, and washes up, which he eventually does. So he does make a faith decision in this in a sense. It's based on good information, but it's limited information, and that's what we talked about yesterday was uh, seeing with the eyes of faith. Okay, so today we get some really good examples of bad examples, and those are both the the Pharisees as well as the parents. So let's read here. They brought him to the Pharisees. This is after he sees now. They brought him to the Pharisees, the man who had formerly been blind. This is verse 13. Now, it was, the Sab- was a Sabbath day, so strike one against Jesus as far as they're concerned, uh, when he made the mud, when he needed, needed the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight, and he, the beggar guy, said to him, he put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees says, so this is their conclusion now. This is verse 16. This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath, like comma, as we understand it. So the reason being is he needed spit and needed dirt and made mud, which, uh, though it's not in the Bible, it's in one of their sort of accessory uh, books that kneading is to be prohibited on the Sabbath because it's too much too much work for the Sabbath. So in a sense, they're right as far as they understand the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such things, such signs? And there was a division among them, that is the Pharisees. So they again said to the blind man, what do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? And he said, he's a prophet. So he says, this this man is somehow connected to God. He's somehow beyond this world. So verse 18, now we get another uh, little section here where he brings in his where they bring in his parents and apparently put the the blind man out because they eventually have to bring the blind man back in here in a second. So verse 18, the Jews did not believe that he had been blind. 
and had received his sight. Until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked him, is this your son? Question number one, who you say was born blind? Question number two, and then question number three, how then does he see? His parents answered, we know this is our son, question one, and that he was born blind, question number two, but how he sees now, we don't know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. So being of age, I think is 20 years old in Jewish land. So here's my problem with the parents. Two things. One of them is in verse 22. Uh, His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, become a believer, confess it, he was to be put out of the synagogue. So they feared the Jews and didn't want to be put out of the synagogue as if that was the, you know, the highest level of fear. And then the second thing is way back in verse 8. And that is when the neighbors see the blind man walking around sighted, they say, hey, wait, wasn't this the guy that was a beggar? Wasn't the man who used to sit and beg? So, so he didn't have parental support. Uh, would you let your young man, son, be a beggar? Or would you try to get him gainfully employed um, and not have him be on the street? So that's what I don't like about the parents. Okay. Therefore, his parents says, he's of age, ask him. We don't want any part of this. We don't want to get into trouble. We don't want to be put out of the synagogue. We're afraid of the Jews. And maybe we don't have a good relationship with our son. I'm making that part up. Okay, verse 24. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. We know Jesus is a sinner. So again, they make a wrong conclusion about uh, uh, an incredible event. And he answered, Whether he is a sinner, this is the blind man talking now, Whether he's a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, though, I was blind and now I see. Let's let's keep talking about the big thing, which is that for the first time in history, a blind man is, is now seeing. And they said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I told you already. You would not listen. And then he kind of g- g- pokes the bear here just a little bit. Why? Do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Do you also want to become his disciples? And I'm wondering here whether the blind man has already become a disciple or he's referring to Jesus's regular disciples. And then verse 28 here, they revile him saying, you are his disciple. So they identify the blind man now as being on Jesus's team. And they reviled him saying, you are his disciple, but we are the disciples of Moses. So just a couple of points here as we conclude today. Number one, don't overvalue uh, uh, people, which is what his parents do. Don't And don't send your son out to be a beggar. That would be sub-point number one. Don't assume Jesus is like you. I think it's a quick assumption that Jesus is like a human being and like me and therefore is a sinner like me, uh, as opposed to Jesus is otherworldly. He's unique. And this event proves that he's unique. 
So never since the world began uh, was sight given to someone who didn't have sight, except for everybody. Jesus was in the business of making eyes from mud. He, that's how he made our eyes. So we're going to get tomorrow. Get to tomorrow how this is a never event. It's never in history event. I'll see you then.